Hello, friends. Welcome to Pure Cringe, the podcast. We are two friends, book lovers, and Bravo TV superfans. Thanks so much for joining us uh, as we review some books that are written by Bravo stars and rehash some of the greatest and trashiest moments in Bravo TV history. Welcome to Pure Cringe. I am Maria McQuaid, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful friend, Michelle Barczykowski. Say hello, Michelle. Hello. Hello, Michelle. (laughs) How are you, my friend? I'm very good. Excellent. Good, good, good. Spring is here. Spring has sprung. It's finally a bazillion degrees. I know. Massachusetts is now starting to look like a a habitable place again. And it yes. And I and I feel like it's the right time of year, coincidentally, to be talking about uh superficial, fun, fluffy things. Happy and because Andy's happy. (laughs) Happy, happy, joy, joy. And that's that's really you know what we're gonna be talking about today. We're gonna be reviewing Andy Cohen's book, uh, The Andy Cohen Diaries. Uh, I actually was really excited to do this because I did not know anything about Andy really uh, in terms of his personal life, but I am over the moon about it. Are you ready to dive in, Michelle? I'm I'm ready. Born ready. Let let me just say before we begin that uh, a thousand apologies, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I should have known more about Andy as the Bravo super fan I am, but uh, honestly... Andy, to me, was the guy that just hosted the reunions. I knew he was an executive in the very early days of Bravo. But you didn't. Of course, he was behind the scenes. He sort of showed up to do the the reunions with everyone. And you loved him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you hated him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the most part, that's who he was. Uh, I don't recall ever thinking of Andy as his own entity until right around the time when this book is being written. So I don't know about you, Michelle. Same experience, or yeah, did no, you? I, do were you aware I, of him? I was not aware of him um, prior to like I think I well I think I knew about the first book, Most Talkative, and so and this was that was only a couple of years. This was written in 2014, so maybe the other ones like 2012. So yeah, but prior to that, I had no idea that he was actually the puppet master, um, as well as the face of of everything. So yeah, I did. Yeah. He is the face, though, which is crazy now to think that he has not only become someone who has written, hey, Pep, multiple books, Uh but also somebody who is now like the face of that entire network, not just of like the Bravo, like the Real Housewives brand, but like literally that whole network. So it just blows my mind. Yeah. And he does talk about in this book, um, he refers back a little bit like here and there to like his beginnings. Um, like where he started, you know, so it's kind of funny because I kind of think of him as this like, like, you know, he was like never an embryo. He just kind of came out this fully formed. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny. I, w- I was going to say fully formed because he does. feel It does kind of feel like that because we don't see any of that behind the scenes stuff. So yeah. we really only saw him at his best in some suit, some crazy suit. Right. Uh-huh. Usually sitting down and having to fend off Teresa or, you know. Yeah. someone from from Potomac. But yeah, I feel like Andy had kind of an interesting trajectory. He went to BU. Yep, he went to BU and there's some fun pictures um in this book and there's one fantastic picture where he's in college and he let me just get the picture here. He's got oh, long I'm so excited. I read the of course I listened to it. Got long hair. Um, and, uh, he's got on like a, uh, where's the picture now? Long hair. And he's got on this like vest with like, no. No shirt underneath it. he's a deadhead, which I was really excited about. Yes. And you look like he would appreciate Casey Jones. 
Yes. And he's got, you know, when he's got like the worst long hair you've ever seen, it's curly and it's frizzy. And he looks like, um, did you ever see that, that movie Hair? Yes. Uh, he looks Lauren like Treat Williams. Mm. In the Treat Williams with like the frizzy hair and the, and the, <laughs> the suede vest. That's what he looks like. <laughs> From now, forever, it's going to be Treat Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He would love it. He would love to be called a treat. I feel like he would be okay with that. I feel fundamentally like he'd be okay with that. I think he's adorable. Yeah. I think he's a treat in a lot of ways. I really do. Yeah, I do too. And you know, and I didn't know he was from St. Louis, so that was really cool. I loved getting that behind the scenes info, and I loved, you know, I, I didn't really. I mean, I knew about the uh, Andy Warhol diaries, but I'd never read them. Uh-huh. So I thought it was cool that he was inspired by them. Have Have you read those? No, I think at graduate school I sort of brushed upon them um but and I, I don't think i ever really like got through it i remember talking about it like in a sort of critical critical form sense uh, yeah yeah i just thought it was hilarious that this guy that to me andy cohen is like super you know light fluffy marshmallowy he's a treat right yeah um that he would you know be so connected to someone that i feel like is just you know very deep but then i realized that andy love both andys love pop Right. I love pop culture. That's their whole jam. So I thought that was kind of cool. So I thought it was a cool take on the concept, like a year in the life. I liked the fact that before each season and month, he sort of talked about at a high level, like what was going to happen, you know, like in which I fell down and skinned my knee and, you know, drank Lady Gaga's pee or whatever. Yeah, no, I like that because you can kind of get like a little bit of um, kind of like, you know, what what's what's ahead. Right. Coming next. Yeah. And I, I just loved, I, I I made little notes about like each season and honestly, I thought it was really fun. I, I felt like, you know, these were, some of them were daily, some of them were over, you know, a couple of days, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was really fun. Like, you know, the idea that he's, you know, in the beginning, he's really talking about uh, obsessed with the idea of adopting a dog because he feels like he wants to give a, a shit about something else besides his own life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the idea that we have this like ongoing thread, which is his waiting for his neighbor upstairs to die so that he can buy his place. <laughs> and he's, like, a huge apartment. he's like, really, I do not want this man to die. <laughs> I just want his keeps, apartment. He keeps asking Serfan, the, uh, the doorman to, uh-huh. to, to get the poop on this guy. Yep. Totally. Cracks me up. Totally. Um, I thought that was really funny. I loved, I mean, as someone who's, you know, not, I'm not a big drinker. I, I was astounded by the amount of drinking that he would just like do like sh- just random shots of Jaeger on his way out to, yeah. to leave work. Or um, I, I was surprised that he's partying as much. I mean, he's partying he's, a lot at the age that he is right then. And he's a couple of years older than us. Yes. And so I know at that age, well, I think at that age I had probably, I probably had little kids. So um, I actually think I probably was secretly partying a lot by myself, <laughs> just not having right, true, a good time true, true, to right? through day to day, but he's busy. Like he's really, really busy. Goes to bed at like three o'clock in the morning. Um, two hour massages. Can we discuss yeah. the two hour massage concept? I love it. What is I this, Michelle? I, I don't know. Have you I'm, heard of such a thing? I didn't know no. that was a thing. First of all, I'd have to get up and pee like five times. Right. Especially if we're women in our fifties, we'd have to pee multiple times. Especially if I was drinking like, you know, what all that alcohol prior. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. The two hour massage, which is hilarious. I don't know how we find these people. This is just like, how do you find someone who wants to give you a two hour massage? 
I thought that too, because he was saying, you know, Todd came by and gave me a two hour massage and I had to kick him out at one thirty, And I was like, how much are you paying extra for, a, a lot. for that massage, for that to happen? Start And also, I mean, think of it this way. I feel like this is like almost an on-call service for him. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I could go down a rabbit hole and talk for days about like my ideas around these massages because I was so into them. I think that was every time he had one, I was like, oh. I think he does book them because he talks about how he could never get book the guy later on because he referred him. So I think he must have some sort of routine and maybe he, um, it doesn't seem like he's always having them, but it might be like maybe one day in the middle of the week, he's having them kind of deal like after a show. Um, But um, the other thing I wanted to mention is, um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of money and he's made a lot of references to the fact that like, okay, he's going to buy this apartment that the guy dies in, right? No problem. He's going to buy it. He does buy it. Talks about how he's wealthy enough now where he can go to like Miami and uh, totally get raped, like, you know, financially and he's yeah. okay with it. He's fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he never really flaunts like all that money he has, but also he has worked from the time he got out of college. I mean, you know, so by the time he's doing this book, True. how old is he? He's in his, he's in his 40s, his early 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So he's had a good uh, 20 years of working everywhere, right? He started, he's, I don't yeah. know where he first started, ABC, CBS. So, you know. CBS, yeah. yeah. So that's the product of like just a guy working every day, all day. <laughs> ABG, right? He's always always be grinding. Uh, yeah, always be grinding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, this guy is such a hard worker. I was kind of astounded by that. Yeah, I was also astounded by how much personal stuff he has to do. That, like, as an executive, because when we're sort of the beginning of this book is talking about his transition from executive almost to talent. Yeah, yep. And so he is he still has to do all these things. He has to make so many calls. I mean, if I had made a list of all the calls that he says he has to have just with real housewives Mm -hmm. or their husbands, in the beginning, I'm dying to know. I'm still trying to figure out. He talked about one where I think a real husband called him up and was crying. And was crying. Yeah. Yeah. And was saying that like he had, he had given up his business for it because the wife was not being asked back. Yeah, and Andy was just like, oh, what, I feel like I know who it what is. What made Michelle. you think you should give up your business? Who do you think it was? Who do you think it was? So I really, this is my hot take. I've been thinking about it, and I've been thinking about because I watch all these shows, and I'm like, who kind of where the husband was like weirdly invested? And I really thought about, it and I was like, I think it's Kathy Wakile from New Jersey. Oh, which I don't know who she is. And she she was on like she's actually a cousin. This is why I I'm so excited that I have gotten you into New Jersey because New Jersey is fascinating because these people are related. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Kathy Wakile is the cousin of Teresa. First oh, cousin. Okay. okay. First cousin. First cousin. Oh. And they grew up together. Her mother, uh, Kathy Wakile's mother is uh, sister of Nonu, which is Teresa's father. Okay. Okay. And so they have a very contentious relationship. It's awesome. Michelle It's awesome. Oh. And how many it times plays out in a way that you can't she became a full-time cast member she was on the on the show how maybe two years or three years oh and then the and husband decided to quit his job no yeah well i think he i think he wanted to like manage her a little bit she started doing food 
she started doing so and teresa was bullshit because i don't want to get too much into it because of course this is not that show but teresa is bullshit because of course teresa has been doing all of these cookbooks at the time yes and like Kathy Wakili starts, cook? Yeah. yes yeah. literally Kathy Wakile out of nowhere starts doing these desserts, which apparently she had done for years in real life, like bringing to people's houses or whatever. But she starts doing like this food line. And I think Teresa was mad. Um, and so there was a lot of like friction. Mm-hmm. And then there was some familial stuff that went down. And then Kathy wasn't asked back. And so I'm thinking, because I'm trying to think of like, what what house husband, we'll call them, would have the balls to call Andy, mm-hmm. right? And I keep, and her husband, Rich, I think he's like, maybe he's Armenian or Israel. I don't remember, but like, cause he's, he's a little bit brash. He seems fun, but like he's, you can tell he's not Italian. He's like Italian-ish, but like next level. You know, I don't know how from, to explain it. From a culture where like, it's uh, normal to just negotiate all the time. Which, kind of like I like I want to like say Armenian or Iranian. Yeah. Or, yeah, so, yeah. I want to say, I want to say that like he he would feel comfortable calling Andy and being like what do you mean yeah you know what I mean and getting involved so like I was surprised that Andy had to do so much of that yeah that Um, was not apparently the only husband he mentioned there was another yeah another call and I'm uh, stunned I'm like yeah these people are calling him and texting him about this stuff and I, I hadn't thought about that they call him and text him at all hours of the night right and then my favorite same my favorite one was like fucking Ramona wanted the temperature set at 64 he's such a shithead yeah i mean honestly <laughs> honest to god Michelle. like the fact that he but he says such nice things about these people i honestly i mean spoiler alert on my review i was a little disappointed that he didn't have more bitchy things to say i was i really wanted i don't know why but i want someone to say so do you know what he was talking about the girl that was getting married and all she wanted to hear what was about who he hates yes yeah. I also only <laughs> want to I hear about too. who he hates. And I don't know if it's because he, it's because of his sort of like happy-go-lucky, friendly, kind of bouncy, buoyant uh-huh. demeanor yeah. that you want him to be your gay best friend yeah. and you want to like dish with him. You want yeah. to sit down and go, okay, who do we fucking hate? Like who sucks? Yeah. And so I wanted, I didn't want this whole book to be about that. You know, that would have been horrible. Yeah. But I did want him... I did. I was hoping for a couple of like well placed like fuck yous, but yeah. um, there were really no well placed fuck yous, were there? No, no. And I, and I think that speaks to honestly the depth of the entire book. I think it, it's light and fluffy and and cute. And um, I mean, the surprises for me were really how hard he worked. Yes, during yeah, that year. I mean, sure. I'm exhausted thinking about it. I mean, I um, think if he was going to really be tea spilling a lot, I don't think he would be able to maintain the relationships he can maintain. I feel I feel that he probably spills a lot of tea to Anderson Cooper about how people suck. I love Anderson Cooper. I do too. And, and I, like, I, I, I thought he was sexy early on. Yeah. I think it's cute that they're like really good friends. Um, and what the we should have gone and seen them. Yes, we and they did a tour too. They did like a, a, a like a nationwide tour where they just sort of like get up on stage and chat, and oh, that so would have been cute. fun to watch. Yeah, so I, I think really... he probably spills a lot of tea with who he thinks he can trust. But one of the things with Andy is I wouldn't say he's guarded. I just think he's very diplomatic, and he knows the chess pieces. He knows if he says this, then it's going to affect that one and that one and that one, and 
all of it's going to come back to him in a phone call or a text. And in a practical sense, he doesn't have the fucking time. He's got got enough of the phone calls, right? Yeah. I mean, and and then he adopts a dog too, in the midst of all of this going on, these phone calls, working out with a ninja, seven hour massages, (laughs) Tinder, he adopts and also a house in the Hamptons waiting for the dude to die, yeah. waiting for Godot upstairs. No, mind you, he then, never cooks. He never no, cooks. God bless. I love him. See, this yeah. is one of the things where I feel like very simpatico with Andy. Yeah. That's the lifestyle I always wanted. But um, the truth is, is that like he, you can tell he is looking throughout this whole thing to sort of come out of that cycle of just like being on autopilot. And yes. I think that the dog that he adopts, which he ends up naming Waka, which I thought was Watcha until he, I me heard too. him pronounce it. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, and yeah, I I thought that was really cool. And I will say, I I, I really thought that that was if if there's ever a good reason to adopt a dog, I think it's a it's it. And honestly, to be able to adopt a dog, you know, a rescue a dog, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's the reason, right? Like you you want to th- you want to give like time love energy to somebody else or something else and yeah so i thought that was cool i i he's the person who could afford to take care of a dog pay for hip surgery apparently yeah (laughs) yeah which i was like oh shit yeah um but yeah i i thought the i thought it was interesting i mean you tell me what would you recommend it adopting a dog yeah (laughs) yeah Yes, that and both adopting a dog and also the book. Yes. Um, so, well, I, I, I really enjoyed the book and I, I did it a little bit of like, so I would like read some at night, like in bed. And then I also listened to the audio, like if I was like driving um, or, you know, folding laundry kind of thing. So, um, so I kind of got like both of it um, very easy to read, very quick. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I would recommend it. He, um and I love that he adopted the dog. He wanted to be more grounded, right? That was it. He wanted to be more grounded. Um, and of course, he ends up just taking the dog everywhere. But see, then he takes the dog and he meets all these other people who are dog-related people. He's just opening his circle. It's, it's He's kind of amazing. He just really, really likes people. Um, yeah. And he doesn't seem to get a headache from it at all or like, you know, stressed out. Um, he just, he seems to know that this is the cycle it's going to be in and then he gets a break. Right. And he treats himself really well. So yeah, I would recommend the book. I, I, I want to read his daddy diaries cause I'm really curious to see how it's changed now that he's got two kids. Um, and because he really likes kids, he talks a lot in this book about, um, you know, his, like, does he have a niece and nephew, one of each or mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a niece and nephew loves brushing her hair you know, which I think is really cute. He's got a lot of cute things that he says about kids. I love that he was, you know, on Sesame Street with Elmo. He could be like a cousin to Elmo, don't you think? You know? Yeah, I think he's probably once or twice removed. I mean, the hair, his hair is a little bit less red than it used to be probably in, uh-huh. in the family. But uh-huh. no, I, I I feel the same way. I think he does have kind of like a, he does have like a, almost a stuffed animal quality. Like he's has, he also has that like, um, like childlike enthusiasm that I find really infectious. Yeah. When I first started listening to the book, because I only listened to it, I honestly thought I was going to like kill myself after the first like 20 minutes. Wow. I, was like, I was like, I don't think I can handle it, Andy. Are those are real boots. Like I just, I, I don't, point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck me sideways. But then um, honestly, I, I kind of fell in love with Andy a little bit and I really respected the grind, right? I respected yeah. how hard he works. 
I love his relationship with his family. Um, I, I really, by the time it was over, I was really glad that I listened to it because yeah. I feel like it, it does almost feel like I got to listen to sit down with my gay best friend and dish. Yeah. It really does feel like that. Um, and I ended up liking it way more, um, than I thought I would for what it is, right? It's never, it's not meant to be literature. It really is meant to be a fluffy summer, you know, listen to me or read me by the pool kind of book, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not meant to change your life, but I, I do think it's meant to entertain. And I felt like it really did. Well, I do think there are a couple of lessons that you could learn. And um, I mean, uh, one of them was, well, you know, he's maintained a really great relationship with his parents, which I love. Um, and he's got enough money now where he can um, afford to just fly back and forth. Right. I, I also don't think that they are. I think they're pretty well off anyway. But, you know, he's able to get them like some pretty sweet tickets to the Cardinals game. And, yeah. you know, so and he he takes time for them, which I think is really mm -hmm. important. And he takes the phone calls and then he tries to get his mom involved in his show. So, um, you know, he's. He's busy, but he's he's able to maintain these relationships, which, you know, for a New Englander such as myself, who is afraid of people um, that. <laughs> well, and you know, he's definitely an extrovert, Michelle. Right. I mean, let's yeah. this he, is someone who gets energy from people. Yeah. And so it's 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 different. But I think that it really is. Um, it's it's nice to see somebody who has like a close relationship with his family like that. Yes. So I think and, you're right. I think that's definitely something to take him. away. You know, it's really cute. They're supportive of him. And at some point, like towards the end of the book, his mother's like, find a husband. <laughs> <laughs> She's moved on from worrying about whether or not he's going to go on the Bill Maher show. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 be outclassed, which 100 percent he would be. But nobody would care because he's like such a genuinely sweet guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when he makes mistakes, we we let it go. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Awesome. Um, so should we move on to our uh, recap, which usually is a uh, a clip from one of the, the shows on Bravo. But for this one, we thought we'd do something special. And so, Michelle, you suggested, and I'm so glad you did, uh, the video by Lady Gaga, mm -hmm. G-U-Y, yep. um, that Andy references in the book. Um, I will say that the way that he talked about it, to me, made it sound like it was a big part for him, like that he had lots yeah. of, I don't know, like screen time. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> well, I think we, we back up first with. He yeah, let's start on the show first. Right. So and he finally got to meet her on his show. Um, and I do want to say, so I I got uh, an invitation to go to Lady, Lady Gaga. Um, she was playing at Fenway like a, maybe like five or six years ago. It was a friend and had an extra ticket. And I was like, oh, I don't really think I like her, but I'll go, right? You'll, you'll go check it out. She was actually amazing. She was... Um, she was hilarious. She was one of, she sings and dances. Now she's not like a fantastic dancer, but she's a good mover. Um, she is just a real entertainer. She's, she's very genuine. And there were like lots of like, you know, um, it was a safe place for a lot of people. There were a lot of people who were, you know, transgender or just dealing with a lot of things in their lives who were in the first row and they were crying. And they were like up on the screen crying and she was yeah. like, like talking to them directly and, you know, yeah. and she starts crying and, you know, everybody's fucking crying anyway. So she's, really, 
she's she's got a lot of sides to her personality so i you know i love that she goes on andy and she has to pee in the bucket um at the end and she's just so instead of andy getting mad right so i would have gotten really mad I been like, <laughs> no, fuck, you piss in my bucket you asshole andy was like that's great can you put it in a bottle like he has an assistant go put it in a bottle for him <laughs> And then they go through the whole process of turning it into a perfume. Yes. Talk about like making lemonade out of lemons, right? So, yeah. I mean, he's he's friends with so many famous people that I would never have guessed. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's like, you know, talks to Madonna, talks to all these people, and then eventually becomes kind of friendly enough with Gaga for her to yes. invite him and and some of the Real Housewives of of Beverly Hills, which I have to say, as a, as a Bravo fan, I did not know about this video. I, didn't know I did not know either. about the... The connection with Lady Gaga. I really he, had no idea. He didn't talk about in the book, unless I missed it, but I don't think he talked about the fact that other housewives were in this video as well. He did mention it, but it was only like, um, because he mentioned Kyle. Okay, so he I just, just talked about Kyle Bennett. Okay. Um, but it was like a one Kyle sentence. Around. I thought maybe like she had seen Yeah. Okay. It was like, a, it was not a thing where it was like, I, so for example, I, I had no idea which, and when we get into the, the recap, we'll talk about it. But like, I, I, I didn't know who to expect to be in the video. Um, and I didn't know what, I didn't know what the song was either. I had never heard the song. I'm not a huge, I'm not, a, I mean, I like some of her stuff, but I don't know a lot of her music. Okay. Um, so it's GUI, which stands for um, Girl Under You. Right. That's what it's. Oh, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So she plays a lot with the sort of these sort of, you know, gender flipping things. Right. So good. So I want to be your GUI. So, um, yes. So there's um, let me see. There's let me just see if I can sort of break down the video. Right. Um, So there's the beginning of the video, though. They're at like the Hearst Castle, I think, is where it is. The Hearst Can I ask, did you see the whole 11 minute situation? No, four of it was credits. So there's 11 minutes and it starts with the dirty bird in the hole. The dirty bird (laughs) with like the Wall Street men in dress and dudes in suits all over the place. So literally, this is what I wrote. I wrote, I wrote dirty bird in hole, (laughs) art pop. Barbarella, because okay, that sort of Barbarella vibe, right? <laughs> dudes, dudes in suits walk away. Gaga is a bird shot with arrow and yeah. has a bird nose, which I think now is actually her nose. It's, I think it's her nose. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually wrote, "When is Andy coming?" When is Andy then? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I wrote, "This song is interesting." Big house, dudes in shiny plastic. She has brought poolside where there are dancers. She is veiled with flowers and baptized. And then I wrote, I am hoping for water ballet. Oh, yeah. I kind of was, too. We didn't get it. And well, there is a little bit. But then it was the Housewives, um, the Housewives Band. And I almost passed out when I the Housewives Band. Yes. Yes. I almost if you would ask me who it was, I would never. There's a couple of people there. Three. Actually, you'll learn three people there that I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yolanda, who was yeah. like, where's Gigi and other one? Yeah. And then <laughs> and other one. And then fucking poor Kim, who got out of rehab that day to come. And, and they put her up on the wall, right? They stuck right across from wall. Kyle. She's like the yeah. right across from Kyle at the top. And then inexplicably, Carlton. Yes, the Carlton. one on the harp. Yes. I was like, 
this chick is only on for one season and she's so forgettable. She tried to accuse Kyle of being an anti-Semite or no, Kyle accused her of being an anti-Semite, something like that. What's interesting is that um, Andy did mention at some point throughout the book that he thought they could have done more with um, Carlton. Yes. He felt bad about that. They did her wrong. Yeah. They did do her wrong. Her edit was jacked up. Her edit was kind of jacked up. And then who else should have? Lisa. Lisa Vanderpump. I know. But like her, I would have expected. Kyla would have expected. But honest to God, Kim, Carlton, and Yolanda. Yolanda playing the fiddle, like so high. I mean, not the fiddle, the shallow. So high up on the neck. Really not. So awkward. Yeah. So awkward. Yeah. And it was like, and honestly, I kept waiting for Andy. And then literally, it's not until she emerges in white Mm -hmm. from like the pond. And she's like Venus. She is Venus. And he's Zeus. And he's Zeus. Mm-hmm. And and you see his head kind of like bopping a little bit to the music. Yep. Yep. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Michelle, is that all that he did in the whole, sh- that, in the, that's the whole all that video? He did. Yeah. For all that he talks about in the book, how he's going to take off his shirt and he's going to sing and he doesn't have the whole art pop album. He, he doesn't even have, know the song. He doesn't, he doesn't even, even really know the song. He doesn't even look at the song and he's really embarrassed because Gaga just saw the song. She's like, you don't have the album? Anyway, so that's all he does. I did. And his, it was in the upper right, and he just like literally just did those two things. Yeah. I, and then she goes to like Egypt and or Rome or I don't know where she is. She's in a tomb or a a, a pyramid um, with yeah, more there's dudes. A, there's a lot of mixed metaphors here. A lot, a lot of mixed. Yeah, metaphors. it was. Yeah, you know, by the end of the song, I almost liked the song. Sorry, now I clicked on something to find in an article. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. now we're going to listen to the song. No, we're listening to, I don't know, some ad that came on. Um, so, all right. So what happens in the, all right. In the, so in the beginning, so I thought they were like these wall street guys and, yes. um, and there was money falling and they fucking stomped all over her, but she, presumably she was already dead because she was Icarus and she flew too close to the sun and she's and she'd been shot. And that's how she gets dirty. Right. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. but I don't know she, who she, did anyone actually shoot Icarus or did you just fucking burn to the ground? Well, his he his wings melted, the, the yeah. wax that held everything together melted and he fell. But yeah, yeah so she was she was shot though. Yeah, I don't know. But so and then she gets the symbolism is tough here for me. It is. And then and then so all the guys, then all the Wall Street guys are, you know, like uh like sheep are all like walking up to this castle, right? Um and um and then she's get then she's carried by these studly dudleys like she's Jesus and then they stick her in some water and she oh, has a rebirth true. she was carried like Jesus yeah. I forgot and then she has yes. a rebirth water and she yep. emerges as Venus um and then she starts singing to Andy as Venus and then there were some things that I missed that I was reading an article about somehow she brings back to life Michael Jackson and um. And who else does she bring back to life? Um, I saw that. I was like, all, I looked up and I saw Michael Jackson and went, I don't understand what's happening in this video. <laughs> what's going on? She's always got like a bit of like the... the. And she directed it as well. Isn't that, yeah. the, isn't that the, the deal? Yes. But she's always got a little bit of like the kind of like um, of the sort of zombie effect thing to her life. You know, she, she references that stuff a lot. So yes. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. And then there's somehow something like these... She she brings Michael Jackson and someone else back to life. And then somehow these guys who were in suits get injected with something. And then they turn into like her hot, sexy dancers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which honestly, I far prefer them as her hot, sexy dancers. I was not into I, their, their besuited selves. No, 
No. And, um, and that was it, but I'm just, so bear with me. Cause I'm really trying to find like this really interesting quote that I found about this. Yeah. And I just, honestly, I was hoping for more water ballet was really my more water and, and more Andy truly. I mean, I, I was like, Oh, after it was over, honestly, I was like, damn, I'm like, should we have chosen a different video? Because Andy is literally not in this video. No, he's not. He, he's, he's not. not. In this. But but based on what he talked about in the the book, that I mean, when you think about how much he had to go through to do it, and then for yes. him to have a two second basically cameo, it made it sound like it was a starring role. But although it wasn't a way at start a starring role, because she really really needed him in it. Like it was because it was about the father of of reality TV, right? Yes, the father of reality TV. And then there's like there's like a line in the song. It says. Um, um, touch me, touch me. Don't be sweet. Love me, love me. Please retweet. <laughs> let me. Oh, be and I thought she was saying, "Please retreat." Yeah, no. Let me be the girl under you that makes you cry. Interesting. So, yeah. She got wow. Some, yeah, some interesting lyrics. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun video. Yeah. So, and then she said something to Andy later about. Um, she said something like she had a really good way that she summed up the video and like what it meant to her. And it was rather profound. And then she said, it's probably going to mean a lot more in 10 years. <laughs> and yes, I remember her saying that. And I was yeah. like, but then again, you know, she is a little, she's the Madonna of this era and this will be like her sex book or, you know. Yeah. Well, I also think too, she was very right, you know, because he's just continued to, you know, to be, to be the face of and the controller of, you know, this massive empire. And he's like a benevolent God, right? He's like the benevolent deity of the Bravo verse. Yeah, right? He really is the Zeus. Very far from a Zeus. I mean, Zeus is kind of, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, but you know, but Andy feels like he would be a benevolent dictator. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's a good, he feels like he's a good guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and this, honestly, this was a, this is a fun bit video. I'm glad you suggested it. Yeah. Um, and so let's move on to our hot tea segment, which is literally mm. spilling in my lap. So we have to, I have to spill it, Michelle, because this is so new. It is literally hot off the stove. So you uh, did you have a chance to? Last night? Yeah, yeah, yesterday. So uh, Andy Cohen went on a uh, a podcast. The podcast is the Smith Sisters Live. And we're going to try and link it uh, for you guys uh, somewhere in the podcast description. And uh, basically, Andy goes on and he talks about Lisa Rinna and her recent departure from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He actually says that Rinna quit after the last, the most recent reunion. Mm -hmm. um, and this whole time, everybody, I mean, that that has been the, the furthest, furthest thing from anyone's mind. Everybody thought she was fired because of her just behavior, of course, yeah. this season was yeah. abhorrent. Um, but he said that she quit. And I think that that is going to be huge. He's actually out now promoting his newest book, which is The Daddy Diaries. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but he held on to that and sort of just released it. What do you think, Michelle? Uh, yes. Well, no good of him to uh, hold on to it because it's a, it's a good talking point. So my suspicion is that Lisa probably wanted to leave for a couple of seasons. Um, but she realized that uh, she's like a forever twat. And she's never going to be able to leave on a good note. So that's that's my take on it. You know, you know, like having kids, right? You go somewhere and you always want to exit when things are good. You never want to leave when somebody's having a tantrum. So that's so you're constantly predicting when you have kids. 
my theory is that she was just trying to, you know, find a way, but she couldn't, she couldn't help but fly up her own arse and just be an, a complete monster to people. I mean, that was her thing. And then, you know, he, and I like how he questioned them. Were you, were you leaking things about yeah. Kathy Hilton? You know, so he did put them on the spot. He does put people on the spot in a very nice way. I know, and, and I think that that is what I like about him is that I feel like for the most part, I mean, I can think of a few times where I wanted him to kind of maybe go harder in the paint mm-hmm. with some people. Yeah. Um, but I feel like for the most part, he's respectful. And yeah. he does try to hold people accountable when he thinks that they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was impressed that he held on to this for this long, but this is a juicy piece of tea. Yeah. Um, also the fact that a couple of weeks later, or maybe less than a week later, uh, excuse me, he says that her team starts to text him and call him and email him and start to talk about maybe her coming back. A change of heart. Yeah. To which the answer is like, mm, no. Yeah, I think so. So. Yeah, I, I I thought that was so interesting. And honestly, I feel like this for me just sort of cements the the fact that like Andy knows a lot. There's so much that he could tell us, but to your point, it would probably damage the relationship so much. Mm-hmm. He probably feels comfortable talking about this because she's gone. Because she's gone and because it's in his book and it's gonna cut you know, me and she was awful, you're right. She was terrible. Yeah. So um and I, well, I think, too, it's coming out in the book rather than her reading it in the book. Is one of the housewives wrote a book and said some shit about somebody. Was it? Uh, all of them? All of them. No, no, no. There was one very recently <laughs> on Beverly Hills, I think. Um, yeah. Who wrote the book? Oh. oh, was it Garcelle? Garcelle. Sorry, Garcelle. She wrote a book and then somebody read it and found out that she said something. So, you know, Garcelle obviously doesn't have like the media campaign that... Um, Andy Cohen does, but that was, uh, I think a civilized way for him to do it, to sort of introduce, you know, I'm spilling some tea about you. Well, that's the thing. I think that he has, I think you're right, Michelle. I think he's really savvy about that. He knows when to do it and when not to. And I think that's, that's the thing really to be learned about Andy is that I think he's super savvy. He knows people and he knows how to manage them. Um, yeah, but that's cool. I'm, I'm glad we got some fun hot tea. Um, so let's move on. Do you have before we before we wrap this sucker up? Do you have a like a favorite tip or a quote or something that you were surprised by that jumps out at you for this book? Something that I was wow. There were a lot of surprises. Um, um, How about friendships? Was there a surprise friendship that he had? There's one for me that I've got to talk to you about. I didn't know some all the friends were Maria. I didn't. I. I just, well, there was a famous person that he was friendly with, and I was like, shush. Oh. There were a lot of, like, Joan Rivers. He was um, Sarah Jessica. Uh, who uh, was SJP. 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 Um, Diane von Furstenberg. Um, and He's just trying to outdo Anderson Cooper with Gloria Vanderbilt. I think. Trying to come back with a set with, it's like, I know a 70s fashion icon, too. Yeah, but that's his mother. That's, no, that's, that's right? <laughs> That's Andy though. That's Andy going like I have one too. Um you uh Kelly and uh sorry, the Consuelos Martha, Mark and Kelly, yeah. And Kelly, um, who like to have a lot of sex. Um Rose. I know Rose up. That's that's probably why though they're happily married. So I don't know. I mean, you know, for me, the hits just keep keep on coming. I don't know that I was particularly surprised by anyone. Who who was who surprised you for a friend? Right. 
Natasha Richardson, that he was that close to her. Do I even know who she is? Liam Neeson's wife. Um, that died. That died. Yes, I, I did. Oh, okay. I did not know that, that he was that close to her. Yeah. Like he, he talks about like that. She, she was a very close friend. He never mentioned. And he, no. And it was funny because I was thinking maybe Liam is like, you know, maybe Andy was the friend that he was like, I don't care for him. But like in an Irish accent. Maybe. Or, or maybe it's just out of respect to her. Yeah. I just thought that was, I just thought that was really interesting. I would have never pictured them as friends. Also Ellen Bargain, but that's something else. Oh, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> they must've just done a lot of Coke together. That's what I'm Well, I'm you know, it's imagining. the Jewish connection. You got the, you got the big Jewish connection. Ellen Bargain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause there was like a Shiva that he had to go. Was, that's Ellen true. Her, her, yeah. her, I was going to say her mom. Yeah. Um, before we end, I came up with a new, I'm going to surprise you. I came up with a, 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 a new category that I want to float out to you. Uh -huh. Let's talk about the cringe factor because so many of the books that we are reading and so many of the people that are writing them have a, a relatively high or, or, or some type of cringe factor. That's what draws us to it, right? The fact that we're like, what? So I thought maybe we could start talking about that with each of these books. Like what's the cringe factor here? Um, and so for me, the cringe factor in this book is very low. Like okay. I didn't find myself like, literally wincing or like cringing while I was reading it or, or listening to it. Um, and I feel the same way about the author. I feel like Andy doesn't really make me cringe. Like he's, I feel like for the most part I'm rooting for him and I'm on his side. And I felt the same way uh, listening to the book. In fact, it kind of makes me want to start keeping a diary. Really? So how about you? What's your, what's your cringe factor here? What do you feel like? Um, my, for, let me just go back to like one of, sure. the, one of the relationships I loved that I, um, I love his relationship with Cher. I think it's adorable. Yes. You know, she's, like, she's like, text me. Um, my assistant will get you my phone number. <laughs> she like can't exist without you know that, the, that without her of, assistant. That really surprised me. The the, the whole <laughs> thing. like send me pictures from uh, from the Amalfi Coast. Um, so yeah, like Rafe, oh, Rafe Fines. Imagine the two. He and Rafe Fines. What the hell are they talking about? Uh, well, Ray is telling. Is Rafe is, is Rafe Fines talking to him about Nini? What? I, I don't believe know. it. I don't. I can't, I, I can't even imagine. I can't. I can't. I I can't begin to imagine what the fuck those two talk about. I don't know. Um, Seriously, it's like I can't believe it almost. But yeah. Um. But so so cringe factor. Um. You know, the other thing I found cringy was that like he just like couldn't find like a guy to be in a relationship with. I, I and that's really not very like. It's, you felt like it was hard to hard to yeah. listen to him. Hard to kind of like watch that. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Just like, come on, Andy, like, surely, you know, because at this point, he's, he's famous, but not wicked famous, like the only, only the right people would know who he is, you know, so there's still plenty of people okay. that he could know. But it's almost as if like, he is busy giving attention to everybody else and not to himself. Um, mm, yeah. and sort of like denying himself in this odd way. So, so I'm just curious to see like how, like, you know, being a daddy is for him, like a single dad. Cause you know, he's real tired now when he does the reunions. Well, that's the thing he's already toast. So, so if we're saying like that, my, my, my rating on like the cringeometer out of 10 would probably be uh, a three. What is it for you? A bit higher than that? No, I mean, it was like a two. It was more okay. like, he was like, oh, come on, you need to get it together. Find a husband, like his mother would say. Finds a, finds a man, why don't you? Yeah, it, it would be interesting to sort of see how he's evolved. Um, but yeah, I thought this one was really, really fun. Um, and I would definitely recommend it as well. I think that it's a kind of a fun romp 
through Andy's life yeah. uh, that ultimately kind of kept me uh, coming back to it and wanting to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it became the kind of thing that I didn't feel like I had to sit down and take a massive amount of notes on. It yeah. felt like it was something that was interesting and fun and that I felt like it, I was his confidant. So I really felt like it it, it drew you in. Um, I really enjoyed this one. I, I did too. And I loved how in the end, you know, he's on Fire Island um, mm. having like the gay time of his life. And it's, uh, which I think is so awesome. And it's just, it's so fun to be he able deserves to go it. and, you know, and feel safe and just be with like, like-minded people. But he also admits that like his younger self couldn't handle um, being, um, being in those situations with like, yeah. you know, optional nude beaches, <laughs> things like that. So uh yeah it's not for the faint of heart no not for the faint of heart and i really loved how he was really finally able to really embrace that lifestyle um i have to go back and correct myself i'm sorry with the pictures i talked about one in in the book of him in like the vest um yeah actually it's not in the book i what happened was i went searching for lots of andy cohen pictures online and there were all the ones in the book and more. And that's where I found the one of him. So he kept out like the only cringy one he put in was the one of him wearing that terrible Ralph Lauren sweater. See, I see none of the pictures. So I just did the audio. Uh, so that's a really good thing to note. So for those of uh, those folks who are listening who might be interested in the difference. Ooh, there's color pictures. Yeah. So that might be worth getting. And you can see his hideous Ralph Lauren winter uh, Olympics uh, sweater that looked like the Olympics and. Christmas threw up on each other or something yeah. like that. He said, it's, it's bad. It's yeah. really bad. It's as yeah. bad as it sounded. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Guys. Thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you everybody. We are so, so happy to have had you today. Thanks for joining us uh, as we troll these sometimes shallow, but always hysterical waters of Bravo Liberty books. Mm-hmm.